It's the Wex Appeal Podcast. Barbells, beats, and buffoonery. Three, two, one, go! Here we go. Dope conversations. That's my gang is con. Where fitness, pop culture, and a lot of random buffoonery collide. I'm coming for you. It's ridiculous, really. Hashtag space. But amusing. Wax, you, you laughed least at me, so you get to go next. <laughs> Here's your host, Wax. I was going to say I blacked out during the explanation. <laughs> I just heard space. And here we go. Another Wax Peel podcast episode. Another amazing guest. You may recognize the name. And you're like, why does that sound familiar? If you have been in the boxing game or you've listened, you know anything about boxing, this name is synonymous with one of the greatest names in boxing of all time. My guest today is Evan Holyfield. Now, you're like, that sounds really familiar. That's because he is the son of Evander Holyfield. And Evander Holyfield was one of the greatest boxers of all time. I remember watching him fighting Mike Tyson, Lennox Lewis, two of the most notable uh, fighters, some of the just absolute brawls that he had with those guys. He is one of the best fighters of all time. And his son, Evan, is also a boxer. He's got a 9-1 and record. He just won his last fight in San Francisco, looking to get some more uh, fights going. He wants to fight like six times a year. The dude is locked in we had an amazing amazing conversation we got to chat we got to talk and the guy is just so down to earth and so cool we talk about growing up kind of not really in well yeah in the shadow of his father and how he's making his own way in the boxing game so ladies and gentlemen i hope that you enjoy this he has a he has a book out he has a documentary out called Legacy, where they follow the life of children of famous athletes uh, that you can, I believe you can purchase it on Amazon. You can go check it out. I think it's going to be on Discovery Plus, but just a really, really cool dude. I was super excited to get to sit down and chat with him, and we just had a great talk. And we went on for quite a while. So I hope that you enjoy. Ladies and gentlemen, my guest today, Evan Holyfield. We're going to hit a sponsor. We'll be right back. So welcome to the Wex Appeal Podcast. Uh, it's barbells, beats, and buffoonery. So, you know, we talk a little bit of everything, you know. So, you know, I just want to, ha- I want to have you on the show. I was talking to actually some of your managers, and they were like, hey, man, have you heard of Evan? And I, I looked you up, and I started watching, you know, some of the stuff that you were doing and, and the you know, the, obviously the boxing career. And uh, if if anyone who's listening thinks your name sounds familiar, obviously there's somebody in your family that all that that has boxed before. But you know, kind of tell me, you know, growing up, kind of how all that came about. What made you want to follow in your dad's footsteps? And for those of you who really don't know what I'm talking about, it's Evander Holyfield, one of the <laughs> you know greatest boxers of all time. Um, you know, what made you want to follow in your father's footsteps and you know kind of take that path? Because I know you have other brothers that have gone different paths, played football. Um, I believe one is a in in Cincinnati, right? Yeah, yeah, Cincinnati Bengals currently. Yeah. So, yeah, so what made you want to, you know, follow in your father's footsteps and and go the boxing route? Um 
I don't, I necessarily can't say it made me want to follow in his footsteps. I really don't think I really am following in his footsteps because at the end of the day, it honestly feels like I'm just doing it for myself because I really just can't, um, I really can't see myself doing anything else, you know, not yeah. saying like I'm an unskilled person or anything, or I'm not passionate about anything else, but like, um, this is really what I'm most passionately, um, about in my life. And I feel like, um, you know, not like my ordained purpose, like divine, um, you know, like like it's divine or anything. But I feel like, you know, um, God kind of made this kind of made this way for me. You know what I mean? I feel like there's a way I could be better than my father um, if I really apply myself. But um, just the things that um, just really just my upbringing, really. Um, my mom raised me for the most part, you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. My mom raised me for the most part. But like the, um, the times I'd be with my dad and, and I got to see him fight and train. I just got to see, like, you know, the hard work and, um, and just everything that he's ever, like, told me. It kind of, like, he's kind of, like, one of those people, like, you know, he'll tell you something to do, but, like, I'm a visual learner, you know what I mean? Yeah. But, like, a lot of people tell you, tell you, like, things that you should do and, like, what's right and what's wrong, and they'll turn around and they'll actually do what's wrong, you know what I mean? Yeah. But he's one, but he's, like, actually, like, one of those people, like, you know, he'll tell you, like, you know, you do it this way, you do it this way, and do it this way. He actually, like, you know, lives by the way that he's actually, like, you know, telling you to do. So, you know, you get to see, um, you know, just, the, like, the fruits of his labor, you know what I mean? And um, you kind of, like, you get to an age where you kind of understand where, like, you know, I, I want to at least put in what I, you know what I mean? I want to do something with my life, and uh, I want to be, you know what I mean? Um exchange for it you know what I mean yeah. um you know and to see him do everything that he does and you know the respect and the love and the admiration he gives and the and really the most big and the, and the biggest part from that is the the outreach that he was able to do off of that you know and be able to help other people around him is really um you know the bigger picture of things yeah because I definitely uh, want to talk about that with you as well because you know, I'm I'm very passionate about giving back to to kids and making sure that you know the next generation comes up and and does things better than we did it. I don't even want to say come up right. I just want to say that they come up better than we did. Um, yeah. You know, so I do. I've coached in CrossFit. I've coached baseball. You know, just trying to anything to keep people active and and out of trouble because if if they're playing a sport and they're you know pursuing a passion they have less idle time to get into to other things. So, yeah. you know, you've gone into boxing, you've, you've kind of, you've been very successful in your career. And, um, you know, how, how have you turned that into, you know, giving back? And I know you have some programs that you're working with to, uh, to give back. Oh yeah. Um, well really just the whole, my whole upbringing of boxing has really placed me in environments that, I really, well, a lot of people probably wouldn't see myself being in or being comfortable in, you know what I mean? So, like, um, when I first started boxing, I started at the Police Athletic League, and that's in Bankhead, Georgia, you know, in T.I., that's where T.I. Um, yeah. is from. So it's a lot of um, um, gang activity and, you know, street stuff happening out there. But where I was, like, while I was boxing at the Police Athletic League, it was like a mecca. It's like the police run it, and they're teaching um, the, the youth and uh and they're taking the the kids off the streets in the surrounding area and to try to kind of give them something to do like what you were saying like you know they have boxing programs basketball summer camps and stuff like that so like when i first started boxing there 
of course, you know, everybody figures out, oh, yeah, it's Holyfield's son, you know what I mean? He's probably, like, Silver Spoon or Bougie, you know, whatever you want to call it. But, like, you know, um, and for me looking at them from the outside view, I'm like, oh, snap, you know, we in the hood. They probably going to beat me up or, you know what I mean, cuss me out or something like that. But, like, you know, the more and more we get to be around each other and stuff like that, um, we get to we we got to know each other, you know what I mean. We actually got yeah. to learn, um, learn each other when you know what I mean, and it really comes to a full circle. You know, I'm the same as them; they the same as me. We the same age, pretty much. You know, we both, we both, you know, we both kids, but it's just like you know, we're just from different environments. We have similar interests, but um, I just have a little bit more access to things, you know what I mean. And just because we're from different environments doesn't mean we could be, we can't be friends and stuff like that. And I got to build relationships with them and I got to learn, I got to learn stuff from them and they got to learn stuff from me. So it really got to, uh, it really allowed me to see both sides of the coin and allowed me to be um, grateful for the things I had and even grateful for some of the things I didn't have, you know what I mean? Because, you know, I could have always been born across the river, you know what I mean? And it could have been different, Yeah. but it just makes you uh, want to be grateful for the things that, um you know, that that you're really blessed to have and stuff like that. And um, just being around that has allowed me and in, in boxing has allowed me to like, you know, I've definitely been in way more different places like that. Like I've been in Texas and I've seen like stuff out there in Texas, but like at the end of the day, as I turned, like, you know, I was able to turn pro and stuff like that. Boxing really gives you um, the opportunities to really reach out and help people who you really don't, who you really never seen been able to help. Cause there's just been so many people who I've met in the boxing gym that, you know what I mean? Like, I may have gave them some clothes, food, stuff like that. I give them rides home, you know, like, but like at the end of the day, like, it's, I feel like, you know what I mean? I, I really wouldn't even really necessarily call it help because I feel like, you know, once I get to, once I'm able to know you and I get to, I'm able to tell where you're from and stuff like that. Like, you know, if you're cool with me, you know what I mean? I'm, it's not even help at that point. You know, I'm yeah. just going to do for you what, what I do for myself. Yeah. You know what I mean? Because, you know, that's what, you know, I feel like that's what this humanity should be about. You know what I mean? Oh, for sure. But you know, it's it's a little bit different. But you know, I I work with the boys and girls club too. You know what I mean? So I'm um, I'm hoping to you know to mean to be able to help more people um through them and stuff like that. But you know, that's that's awesome. You know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I I love it because yeah. anything it it's it's something completely different when you actually be able to see the change that you make in somebody's life. When you see yeah. the, when you see they're on one path and something that you did or that you said that may be absolutely it may be nothing to you you know like oh I'm gonna give somebody a ride home well that could be huge for somebody and a huge difference for somebody giving somebody the clothes off your back makes a complete change in their attitude and the way that they are received man it's it's awesome to see like little things that you do make such a big impact in people's lives and I'm I am all about that that is that's awesome. Um, you have you just recently came off a a, a win, and uh, tell me you know I know this this last match you were coming off your first loss, and mm. how did that how was that different for you because you'd been you know you were nine and zero uh, going into going into the first loss nine and zero mm. took a loss how do you prepare coming back from that how did you know it was a, it's a new thing, you know, necessarily for you because you've been, you know, just on it. And then you came in this, this last, uh, this last match and just took care of business. So how was it training for that? You know, with that different mindset? 
Um, it, it was a great experience. Um, well, you know, it's a great, it's a great experience within itself, but you yeah. know, um, you know, do you never want to have that experience? So to say, so per se, but like, um, this is kind of funny because like, um, when I was an amateur, the number one thing that was hard for me to do was just go 10 and 0, you know, an amateur. And I was like, you know what I mean? So that's one thing I was looking forward to do as a pro. I was like, okay, let's go check a chance to go 10 and 0. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But you know, I kind of fumbled the bag on it. But um, but everything within itself kind of teaches you a lesson to learn from to go through life. Um, so like I kind of took those lessons and I applied it during this camp. So like um, pretty much per se, like, you know, what I mean, it's just being focused throughout the whole camp and applying myself and just really it's just pushing myself on, um, pushing myself to do a little bit more. And I'm not saying like I became complacent within my last camp, but like my last camp for my last fight really wasn't one of my best camps. But like this camp was like, you know, night and day to it. You know, I had got a lot of sparring rounds. Like before my last fight um, in LA, I probably got like 10 rounds before that fight of sparring. Gotcha. But this fight I had, I had well over 60 something. You know what I mean? I like, and that's just on like me kind of videos on my phone, you know, counting yeah. rounds on my phone. I had well over 60 rounds of uh, sparring, you know what I mean? So that was like, you know, I'm I'm ready for anything at that point, you know what I mean? You can come in there with a monkey wrench and I probably know <laughs> what to do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. So so how was that, you know, how was this last match? I mean, you you took care of business pretty quick. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was um it almost seemed like I was almost over prepared. You know what I mean? Like I was so wired and ready to go um and i already knew what i wanted to do yeah. that like you know what i mean like anybody could have been in the ring at that point like it could have been you could have put manny pacquiao in that ring and i probably <laughs> would have tried to do something to him you know what i mean that's oh, yeah. my favorite guy right there Is it? but um but yeah yeah definitely but um no but no i was definitely more than enough prepared and like just like my other fights i was pretty much able to see what i was going to do before i was you know before i did it and stuff like that um almost like manifested energy or something like that, um, whatever you want to call it. But I was, I know I was way more, I was well prepared for this fight. I had a camp at home, um, had a lot of sparring partners and just like the, all the right people around me. And then I can um, honestly thank my, thank some of my family because um, they, they chipped in and they helped me. Um, they helped me on the business side of things on my boxing. So I didn't have to um, always be constantly picking up the phone and trying to handle business while training. So I guess that really took um, took the edge off too. Yeah, I mean that can make a huge difference just having a team around you. Um, yeah. So what you you talk about Pacquiao? I was gonna say what are what were some of your influences? You know, in the boxing realm, like what are some people that you kind of emulate or that that not even not even try to you know copy, but like things that you like that you take from different people. Like oh, I'm gonna try that. I'm gonna try that next time I get it in the ring. Um, yeah. Who are some people that you that you watched and followed and kind of like to watch? And like you um know, used the word you you said emulate so like you know of course my dad of course you know what yeah. I mean you know, that's yeah, get, one of the first boxers I've seen gotta give him credit you know <laughs> <laughs> yeah yeah but um but I'll give, I'll say it like this though like it's not like the older version or the Mike Tyson version that you see me like that I'd probably try to emulate my dad I like the more so um when he was in Olympics he was like around one seventy eight that's when that's the style I like of him when he was really like, um, you know, I say he was on his feet a lot when he was, um, when he was a heavyweight, but I'm talking about when he was lighter. Yeah. He used to, he used to just to move a little bit more differently. And I don't know how to, um, how to really had to put it, but 178 Holyfield was something different. Yeah. So, um, <laughs> um, so I'll give him that one. And then my second fighter 
who I really be trying to emulate. Of course, Manny Pacquiao. I don't know. Something about him. Something about his greatness. Because, you know, in order to lose at the highest level and to come back on the highest level and still take a chance and and still dare to be great, it's crazy. You yeah. know what I mean? Manny Pacquiao is one of the greatest. And then I like how he throws so many punches and stuff and the angles and his feet. This is like, you know what I mean? He's got me. He's got me. That's, um, yeah. Yeah, he's 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 fantastic. Just watching him, I mean, he's just energy all the time. He's just go go I, go. He's just attack. I think he's better than um than Floyd. Yeah. yeah. Well, I, I was yeah. I was I heard somebody talking about it. Uh, I think it was Rogan. I think it was Joe Rogan was talking about how he would have loved to have seen that fight in like in their prime, like the prime yeah, like Pacquiao. 08. Yeah. Yeah. Like, like almost like Mayweather waited too long to get that fight to go. Um, basically, he waited till Pacquiao wasn't, you know, was kind of on the tail end of his career as opposed yeah. to fighting him in his prime because he thinks in his prime, Pacquiao would have lit him up. Oh, yeah, Pacquiao would have did something to him in his yeah. prime, probably. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, so, have you, so I have to ask, have you ever gotten in the ring with your dad? Um, has, has he gotten nah, in the ring with you? I've actually, it's funny. Um, it was before one of his last fights. I was like talking about it, you know what I mean? I was like really like talking it up to my coach too. And I was like, you know what? I think I may do it. I think I might do it. You know what I mean? I was talking myself up and I was like, <laughs> I had to be like seven and oh, eight and oh, uh, as a pro at this point, you know what I mean? So I was like, I definitely should do it, you know what I mean? For good time's sake. But he was getting ready for some fight. Uh, he had fought on a trailer and I had literally seen him. This is his first time sparring. He was talking about his first time sparring like 10 something. In like ten plus years or something like that. So I'm watching the Spartans guy, um, this other older guy who's a southpaw. Yeah. And I was like, I was like, dang. I was like, okay. I'm like over here going to the checklist. Okay, he's not fast no more. Check. <laughs> Might be able to get him on that. <laughs> Except, <laughs> what, like, what's your dad weighing in though right now though? Oh no, he was definitely a healthy like two fifteen, two twenty around then. Yeah. But like, but I was like, yeah, he's not, he's just like, didn't have his speed, but like as the but as time started progressing, you know, they went into like the second or third round. This man started like picking it up. Like he used to start starting to get the rust off. And I was like, dang. I said, he may not be as fast as um as what he was, but he still has his timing. And I was like, and I elected not to try it. Cause I said yeah. his timing is better than his speed. And you know, it's just something about that timing. You yeah. can never um you can't underestimate somebody's timing. And <laughs> run me into something. <laughs> and again, I mean, cause you cause you fight like light uh where are you fighting uh, at right now? It's like super welterweight. Yes, what's okay. called super welterweight. Okay. Yeah. So what's what's that in weight in weight class? Like it's the, like one fifty. It's like one fifty four, one forty seven. I'm like right between. It's like one forty seven is Floyd Mayweather Pacquiao. Yeah, the one fifty four is like a little like right above them. You know what I mean? Okay. So I'm like kind of in between those two. You know? Yeah, I wouldn't want to take a I wouldn't want to take a two fifteen hit from your dad. <laughs> he <laughs> gets he gets that timing in. He just <laughs> yeah, you gonna run right into it. That's yeah. hey, that's the that's the one. That's the one because I was like, as long as he doesn't meet me in the middle, I'd be okay. I could take a I feel like I could take a punch from my dad. You know what I mean? Sure. At the at the at the very end. You know what I mean? But yeah. me coming into it. Oh nah. Yeah. Nah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, does he ever? Does he ever? You know, say things about it? Like I can still take you. Like. Cause I know, uh, I know. So I know with my kids, I don't let my kids win. I don't let them win at anything. Like, yeah, you need to learn. The, basically, as a dad, I'm like, you need to learn your place. We're gonna, yeah. you know, you're gonna lose this bat, this battle. Um, you know, and, and I'll play around with them and, and do stuff. But you know, I don't necessarily. 
I don't go easy on them. Yeah. I mean, my son is six, so I go, you know, obviously (laughs) I don't go full blast on him playing, you know, playing baseball and things like that. But I also, you know, I I teach him, hey, get up. You're hurt. You know, you're not hurt bad. Get up. You know, there's a difference. And I've already taught them the difference between are you hurt or are you injured? You know, if you're hurt, if you're hurt, you can work, you can work through it. If you're injured, okay, we need to stop and, and do something else. Did he ever? Yeah. He, has he ever been like that? You know, with you as far as like, I'm not oh, gonna yeah, let you definitely. win. <laughs> yeah, because I remember um, we used to we used to work out with him in the mornings and stuff like that. Uh, me and my brother Elijah, and he used to take us running around the uh, around the property. Man, he wouldn't be trying to let us win. You know what I mean? <laughs> so like, I remember like eventually like when I started getting to like, I guess seventh grade, eighth grade around there we started we started beating him you know what i mean like me and my brother was look like fast enough to either like be like right up on it right up on his tail or eventually we got past him i remember when we got past him he was like he was like happy to see that we was able to like to run faster than him he was like okay yeah it's like i like seeing that you know what i mean but um no nah, he's a real competitive person he's definitely ain't somebody like um that's just gonna let you win like Let's say per se, if you bowling, oh yeah, no, you are probably not gonna win. I don't think I've really? ever beat my dad in bowling. No, never. Um, even in Pac-Man, he's actually <laughs> I haven't beat him in Pac-Man. Yeah. And it, it, it's it's crazy because I remember at first, he really, he really had me thinking I was better than him at Pac-Man for a for a long time until like one time and he was like, Yeah, it's been playing with you this whole time. I'm really good at Pac-Man. I used to have blisters on my hands for Pac-Man. And then, like, he, <laughs> he goes to a place to Pac-Man, and he's like, um, he gets, like, the high score instantly. And I've been playing this game for years. Beat my high score instantly. Yeah. And I was like, dang. I did that to my nephew. Um, <laughs> my nephew, and I did that to him in Madden. Um, oh, yeah. He thought he was it. He thought he could beat anybody. And he would he would beat my brother because my brother my older brother was not very good at it. He didn't play Madden that much. But I'm the Madden guy in the household. Like you won't yeah. play Madden, you come to my house. So he brought him down and was like, "Hey, I need you to take him down a couple pegs because he's getting you know he's starting to talk a lot. I need you to take him <laughs> down." Madden. I'm like, oh, man. "All right, good." So he comes in and you know we we start playing and. Literally, like every other throw he pat he throws, I'm picking it off, taking it back. I, oh, I mean, nah. just just hurting his feelings, and to the point where he almost threw one of my controllers, and he stormed out of he stormed out of the out of the room screaming and crying, and uh, oh, I and I started to feel bad. My brother's like, "Nope, that's exactly what he needed." <laughs> hey, that's, that's exactly what you need. Because I remember um I was like that on Madden too at one point. I remember when Mike Vick, um, when oh. Mike Vick was in Madden when he was playing for the Falcons, Dude, um, yeah, unstoppable. What's that Madden 08 or something, something like that? Something like that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, my uncle, my uncle used to come over, man. I used to run. I'm talking like 400 yard games on him with with Mike Vick, and I used to think I was the truth until yep. like one day I he invited me over to his house. I'll never forget the day he picked the San Diego Chargers and he whooped my. You know what I mean? <laughs> you can say you can say it. Yeah, don't worry about it. You can say it. <laughs> uh, no, the uh, but well, I think I beat him with like he took the Patriots, and this is Tom Brady Patriots. Um, you know, like at the top, and I took the yeah. bra- I took the Browns <laughs> just just to just to do it, just to put it on him. So you know, so then come a year, two years later, I go up there to his house, and uh, and we're playing again. 
because he's like, oh, I'm going to take you this time. I've been practicing. I'm like, all right, fine. We sit down, we start playing, and I'm just kind of not really paying attention. I'm playing, but, you know, you know, not really, yeah, you know, not really. The breeze. Yeah. And I'm, yeah. you know, sitting over there talking to his mom and everything. And she looks at me and she goes, are you taking it easy on him? I'm like, I mean, I'm not. <laughs> Maybe. Like, I'm not like, I'm not like all in on this game. She's like, you need to stop. You need to, you need to fix this. And literally I was like, Oh, all right. And just started just started crushing him again. He got so mad. <laughs> but uh, uh that he was getting into the game, huh? Oh, he thought he was in. He thought he had a <laughs> he had a sliver of hope. And then I just just took it from him. So it was it's fun. But uh so man, what are what are some other things? I mean, we you know, obviously talk about video games, but what are what are some other things outside of boxing that you do that you're, you know, just kind of unwind, you know, get out of the gym? I mean, I I assume the gym is probably a good portion oh, of yeah. your life. Um, but what do you do Definitely outside the is. gym to kind of, you know, loose, you know, keep loosen everything? Um, right now I'm like, gym really is a big part of my thing. Like, I don't know if I don't go to the gym, it's just a boring day. Yeah. Like, you know, I remember when you used to be like, um, in high school or whatever in school and you'd be like, you'd be at home during the weekend. You just play games all day. And you'd be like, you know, school come back around. You'd be like, damn, if I could just play games all day. That would be it. You know what I mean? Yeah. And then eventually I became a professional athlete and I was able to play video games all day to the point. I'd be like, dang, I wanted to go to the gym. You know what I mean? So now like, it's kind of like, I know I'm starting to get a little bit older, a little bit more mature now because now I like going to the gym more than playing video games. Yeah. So like, you know, if I don't go to the, if I could play video games all day, I'd be mad because you know what I mean? I don't have nothing to do for the rest of my day. But if I go to the gym my two times out the out the day and I come back, it makes the video games feel way more better. You know yeah. what I mean? A little bit, a little yeah. bit of a break from it. <laughs> what? So, what kind of things do you do in the gym? So, I, obviously, you know, you do your boxing training. But is there any conditioning training that you do outside of that? Like, I, so I, oh, yeah, I do CrossFit. Um, you know. I haven't been in. I haven't been in a few days, so I need to get. I need to get in there. I know how you feel with that. I'm like, I need to get to the gym. Yeah, I need to get some work done. I need to lift some weight. I need to get some. Oh, right, but CrossFit going. is one of those. CrossFit is one of those type of sports too that kind of gives you that. Um, that kind of gives you that endorphin rush to make you feel like you you want to get back into it. Or even oh, yeah. like, because I've done CrossFit before. Um, when I was in um high school, it's actually quite funny. When I was in high school, CrossFit was literally my strength and conditioning for my boxing. You know oh, what nice. I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so like um doing those workouts like Murph. Yep. Yeah. Some things was mad hard. <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> and, and it's coming around again. Uh Memorial Day. Memorial Day, I think yeah. I think it's in May. Um it's coming around again. So we you know, get the vest yeah, a on. Lot of, a whole lot of suck coming. Oh man. It, today's workout was was a horrible amount of suck. It's um you have to hang from the hang from the rig, but you have to hold on mm-hmm. for an accumulation of six minutes. So oh. six minutes hanging from a bar. It's all right here. You know, yeah, it's all, it's, it's all, it's all right that grip. There. So you're just holding on. Yeah. Um, but every time you drop, you have to run a half mile and thirty strict push-ups. So, yeah. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So you got to exercise. Work. That sounds fun. Yeah. So so one <laughs> one guy like the time cap was like thirty five minutes. Like you have thirty five minutes yeah. to complete this, and you have to accumulate six minutes on the bar. And um, yeah. it, one guy held on for like three minutes and 15 seconds before he dropped. I was like, dude, you're a monster because that is not easy. Um, yeah. I'm good for like a minute, two minutes, maybe. 
um, before I got to drop. But I'm, dude, I'm I'm weighing in at two thirty, two forty right now. So yeah, <laughs> there's a lot of weight hanging from the bar. We call that a rig shaker. Yeah. So. Um, I don't can, I don't can imagine. Yeah. Them, my forearms hurt just thinking about it. Cause I've done <laughs> I've done something like that at um at the gym um at the gym. They had put money on it. Yeah. See, like they took the whole CrossFit gym, and there was like whoever can hang on the longest wins his money. Yep. And, and it's, all, it's all that grip strength. I, yeah, I won that thing. Yeah. I think it was really just because um I was just really just lighter than everybody else yeah. at the time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all good. So so we we started talking like so what is your you know like conditioning outside of you know. You know, oh, obviously yeah. in the ring and, you know, your drills and everything you're doing there. But what's your conditioning look mm-hmm. like outside of that? Um, So, like, um, I do two workouts a day. My first workout is normally my strength workout. My second workout is normally my, um, my boxing workout. So, like, boxing is kind of like one of those weird sports where it's like, um, you know, you ever see, like, um, you got some people who really just don't lose it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, um, it's more so about reflex and training and anaerobic and stuff like that but like it's not like football you know it's, it's not like football where you get like a six second spurt 40 second rest six yeah. second spurt you know 40 second rest you know what i mean 30 second rest it's one of those things like i could if i could relate the to what it feels like to anything uh imagine just like have you ever ran track i i know i know some of it yeah I, like i've never actually yeah. been like on a track team but yeah yeah uh, the Imagine running one lap around the track as fast as you can. That's literally how it feels the whole fight. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. So, like, it's kind of like one of those type things where it's like um, when your heart – it's like CrossFit. The first time you probably did CrossFit the first time, your heart rate probably got so high, you was probably like, whoa, like, what the heck? Like, you know what I mean? Like, it was probably really hard to catch your breath, but you're probably at a place now currently where when your heart rate gets up high, but your heart's pretty much used to – you know, used to it being at that rate, you know what I mean? Yeah. You're used to anaerobic anaerobic breathing and stuff like that. So you can like honestly relax in it and you can kind of like save most of the energy. You can save more energy than what you was able to save the first day just based off your anaerobic breathing. Cause yeah. you know what I mean? You was probably panicking and stuff like that. Your body's really not used to it. But now that my body's kind of like used to it, you know what I mean? Um, It's like the little things that kind of like set you apart from the next person, you know what I mean? Like, a lot of people, you can lose a lot of energy just being nervous before you even, like, get into the fight. And then you may, you're wondering why you're tired in the second round. It's because you pretty much blew most of your load off in the dressing room. Yeah. Thinking, of the, think, thinking about what's going to happen to you before, <laughs> you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. Half, half the stuff you thought about was going to happen to you didn't even happen to you. You know what I mean? It's not going to happen to you. So it's really just your mind playing it on you. So you got to get that that aspect in shape in, in a way. And then, you know what I mean? We definitely go into the gym. Um, it's about different muscle groups um, and different type of muscles that you're trying to put on you. So, like, you know, obviously I'm not heavyweight. Uh, I fight at um, 154, so it's it's certain type of muscles that, I'm, that I need. You know what I mean? I don't need the big muscles. I need yeah. the, the good, fast twitch muscles, and I got to work on the small, on the small muscles around me. And um, it even kind of like goes into uh, one of my partnerships that I have with Georgia Hemp Company. They have um, these pre-workout pills mm-hmm. and these other um, these other topical creams and tapes that kind of like, you know, you can't keep getting better. You can't keep um, pushing yourself if your body is constantly breaking down. So it's also about, you know what I mean, um, maintaining your body too. 
throughout the whole process. So like my partner, Georgia Hip Company, really does help me with that. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I gotta, I gotta give them that. So like you know, so with that, you know, and working those small different muscles to fast switch muscles and and even put it into road work, like um, like once you start like. I didn't know this, but when I was an amateur, you know what I mean? They used to tell me to run a lot. I used to run, you know what I mean? But, like, when I turned pro, it's like I almost, like, signed to, like, two contracts at one time. <laughs> I signed pro to turn, you know what I mean? I turned pro and got dang, um and boxing, but I didn't know I was becoming a semi-pro runner, too, <laughs> on the side. <laughs> Just running all the time. Yeah, like, I'm telling you, like, I got these pair of shoes, and I know they got, like, more than, like, 400 miles on them. You know what I mean? Hell yeah. Yeah. And, like, it's just doing all that, and, like, that goes with the wear and tear, too. Your knees will be hurting, your back will be hurting, but as long as you're able to, um, you know, to, you know, push forward, you know what I mean, and get better, and and, um, be able to reap the benefits. Recovery is a huge, you got to recover. Because oh, yeah. if you know you can you see all these people are like oh yeah I just I just drive my body into the ground I just push 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 and I'm like no sometimes sometimes you got to stop let your body honestly, come back together and then <laughs> and then do it I don't I don't even see any successful athletes honestly doing that for sure you know what I mean like I feel mm-hmm. like everybody uh, on on social media that's this thing on social media that gets everybody you see these people or these athletes pushing hard every single day. You know what I mean? And personally, uh, with through, throughout my uh, workout routines and stuff like that, beginning of the week, I'm strong as hell. But catch me on a Friday or a Saturday, <laughs> my body is not doing the same things as it was doing on Monday. And, oh, yeah. and I know that's just, that's human nature. You know yeah. what I mean? At first, I'd be like, when I was younger, you know what I mean? Like 18 years old, like, yeah, I'd be holding it strong throughout the week. You know what I mean? But like, you know, I'm 25 now. You know what yeah. I mean? I'm not saying I'm old. But you know what I mean? I I could definitely tell, like, you know what I mean? Like, I could feel the wear tear, you know, on, on certain times and certain days and stuff like that. So, like, that's the social media thing, you know what I mean? You see somebody pushing hard all day, every day, but they're not really showing you the recovery process that they really have to go throughout the week. Like, with me, I have to get massages. Uh, Like, my feet will get mad, will get mad, bound up, mad tight, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. stuff like that, you know what I mean, that you want to prevent, to prevent the injuries for it. Like, even, like, the, the highest athletes – the highest um the highest level athletes are always doing the most um uh, are doing the most preventive work and recovery work like um even like you say LeBron LeBron what did he say he how much money he put into his body a year like a million dollars or something like that <laughs> something, something <laughs> like that <laughs> I it it's hard I don't know I I grew up in the Michael Jordan era so it's hard for me it's it's hard for me with LeBron <laughs> yeah <laughs> like like a like a million dollars I was like damn that's a, that's a lot but like but I'm sure Michael Jordan was probably doing the same thing, you know what I mean? Probably not a million dollars worth, but yeah. it was probably something before his time, you know what I mean? But I feel like, um, especially in the age that we're in now, that's the difference between us and the athletes before us and stuff like that. Like, I can't even, like, honestly say it's hard to compare a LeBron to a Michael Jordan yeah. or even today, like, uh, a Floyd Mayweather to a Sugar Ray Robinson because simply the technology that we are um that we have access to and like really like you said each generation gets better just based off of the just based on the on the experiences of the person before us you know yeah. we're not gonna it'd be dumb for us to fall inside the same footholds that that the person before you um, fell into and there shows you the way how to get around it when they showed you the way how to get around it so like you know 
the preventative measures that LeBron has taken, I bet you he's a he's throwing a million dollars now, but I bet you the next 20 years somebody comes out and they're saying they put five million dollars oh, into I'm their sure. they put five million dollars into their body and they're doing crazy stuff LeBron only could dream of. You know I'm, what I mean? I'm sure. So, it well, and it goes yeah. back to what you said about emulating. Um, you know, like emulating Pacquiao. Uh, you know, it's like, yeah, you watch what he does. Well, how did he learn? He watched somebody else or he found yeah. something and you are watching him on something he found. And then you take that and you build on that with your style. And it's just, yeah. one, you know, everybody's building on each other as far as, you know, making the sport go further. Um, one, have you ventured into the cold plunge yet? Have you started doing that? <laughs> I, I've done I've done cryotherapy. Yeah. Oh, I love like I love cryotherapy. Yeah. 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 But the but the cold plunge and the ten and the ten um uh, and the ten bathtub, they've got me very close to do it. <laughs> but uh, no, I, I keep telling them. I hear, I hear, it's amazing. Um, yeah, I hear it's really beneficial uh, yeah. for your body, and also with cold showers too. Uh, I hear people people are getting into taking cold showers every day. I just really don't like the cold unless I'm sleeping in it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Same. Same. Uh, yeah. yeah. I, I, tr- I, I tried to start doing like the 30 seconds at the end of the shower. So I like yeah. take a shower, take my hot shower and all that sort of stuff. And then before I get out of the shower, I turn it on cold and just jump under there and just count to 30. And Bro. oh my gosh, it's awful. Um, it, actually, I, I take that back. It's not as bad as I thought it would be, but it's not fun. That's oh yeah, sure. it's, it's it's probably just like the first like five ten seconds that shocks you. It's just like jumping in the cold pool. Yeah, yeah. Gosh. But you know they they say if you start your morning with it, it makes your whole day completely different. I'm like, it make me angry, but it says it says it improves your mood and like makes everything good. And you know people are swearing. You think by it can give you a um, an endorphin rush? Yes, for sure. So I'm yeah. gonna try it out. And and then you have the people that are doing like sauna. So they'll do sauna and then they'll jump in the cold plunge and then go back and forth, yeah. back and forth. So I, I seem know. to do that at my gym all the time. Yeah, I haven't, I haven't done it yet. Um, I've done the, you know, like the ice bucket challenge, like back in the day when they were doing that. Oh yeah, and, the ALCS. Yeah, so I you yeah. Know, filled my bathtub up with with ice and dunked in it, but it was it was cold. It was it was very cold. Um, they also do like they do it in the mud runs. So like if you do like what, one of those obstacle course racing, they'll oh have, yeah they'll have the big like ice pond that you got to jump in and like go underneath something and come out oh dang, it's funny because i had went to a mud run before mm-hmm. but i was too young that to, to do the grown like the actual mud run so I, they had me do this kid version gotcha good thing they did not have that because that would have stopped my mud run right then and there <laughs> <laughs> my, my my daughter wants to um wants to do like a spartan race but oh yes yeah, that'd be neat but she's too young to do the big to do the big race um yeah but, but she is not a normal 10 year old uh she's 10 years old and she's doing crossfit gymnastics she's doing high level stuff i mean she's she deadlifts 125 pounds um and she's 10 so she she's out there but she wants to do those mud runs as well but you know they don't let her because of her age but i can can see why she's strong it's like you got you got her all the right things for her to be strong like gymnastics like i honestly could say i don't tell a lot of people this i feel like the whole reason why most of our brothers and sisters are strong well me and Elijah, for sure, was because my dad put us in gymnastics when we was kids. I yeah. swear, like, that gets you the base for all of this, your shoulders, back, and all that. You know oh, what yeah. I mean? 
No, yeah. gymnastics is no joke, and especially anybody that's in CrossFit, um, because there's yeah. a lot of high level gymnastics that. Well, I say high level; it's low level gymnastics for for actual gymnasts, but for CrossFit, it's like high level, you know, high level gymnastic yeah. movements. Um, it's a warm up for gymna- for gymnasts. So she's yeah, like, she's kind of getting like the best the kipping and shit. The kipping, yeah. the the muscle ups. Um, so where you yeah, come ups. all the way up, yeah, and, and all, all the that. way up, um, especially on like the rings and things like that. So. Yeah, that stuff, uh, you know, she's getting a lot better at. Uh, I mean, she can fly through pull-ups. She can, you know, she she was beating everybody in workouts uh, the other day um, when we had the CrossFit Open, which is like the worldwide where everybody does the same oh, yeah. workout. So yeah. she, she beat every almost everybody in the gym with uh, the, it was a burpee pull-up to a shuttle run. And she, oh, she got way, way through that workout. Um, a lot further than all, than some of the adults, so. She put it. She put it on them. <laughs> and that's one of those youthful workouts that's like perfect for somebody her size and yeah. stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So, so what do you got going on now? I, obviously, you just finished a fight. Uh, I guess you're working on trying to get the next fight lined up. What does the timetable look like for you to uh, to fight next? Uh, I'm I'm really trying to get something in April, to be honest. Okay. Um, but from the looks of it and what main events my promoters are saying, it's not. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's look. It's not looking promising. You know what sure. I mean. I'm just gonna keep it a buck with myself. I'm gonna keep it a buck. Sure. Keep it 100. You know <laughs> what I mean. It's that. <laughs> yeah. It's that. It's the, it's not looking. It's not looking like April, but we definitely do have something lined up in June, and um, it sound and it sounded like we were getting towards something concrete in August, too. Okay. Um. So you know, those two sound good, but I'm really looking forward to having um, a busy year and stuff like that. Um, I'm trying to. I'm trying to um, get at least six fights this year. Okay. So at least by the time, um, by the time next year, early next year, you know, I probably can go back to fighting three, four times a year or whatnot. But I feel like I should be in a different position as far as rankings and and opportunities um, off of you know this year. If I if I keep it um you know flawless, you know what I mean. Sure. I'm not trying to take no L's, no of losses, course. you know what I mean. Now uh, going there and handle business, I feel like I should be in a different position um next year after six fights yeah. and stuff like that. Um, just fighting a little I should be fighting like more rounds, you know what I mean? Because that was my last six round fight, um, I believe that I did um back in um San Francisco. Yep. So my next fight should be eight rounds and Yeah, I was trying to get I, with I was trying to get with you right before that fight, but I know it was it, it got crazy. Like they literally like I was talking to your your agents and stuff and they were like, Hey, you know, Evan's got a fight like this week. And we were trying to yeah. schedule, we were trying to schedule the time. And I'm like, yeah. man, I don't want to get in the way of his routine and like, you know, busy and all that sort yeah. of stuff. Like I want him focused and go in there and handle business. And you did. You went in there, I, went in there and handle handle business. Um, but I'm I happy that they, they were able to, you know, come back around and, and get it set up. So you were part of a, you've been part of a documentary mm-hmm. legacy and you also, um, have a book. Oh yeah. 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 I have a book, um, called 12 rounds to winner for the youth. I just, I feel like it's an advantageous book for the youth because like, especially in today's age, you know, I'm not sure how old you, uh, how old you are. I'm, I'm up there, man. I'm forty. I'm forty two. So, <laughs> yeah, I, I was see, watching. Like a, I was watching your dad's fights. Like, like I, yeah. I, I was watching those pay per views. Like, those are the ones that I that I was, you know, watching him I with Tyson, uh, Lewis, all the, you know, all Facts. those fights. Yeah, I, I feel that. So, like, you know what I mean? I, I, well, I only can imagine how different it is for you growing up to what it is 
that I'm growing up as. Yeah. You know what I mean? Just like with the whole technology and stuff like that. It's just like some of the footholds that um that a kid like like your child could fall into yeah. are a little bit or not even a little bit, are way more different than what the footholds that you probably fell into back then. You know what I mean? Yeah. So like I find I feel like it's kind of advantageous in that. And like, especially with all the social media, there's always this there's a lot of that, you know, you may see what somebody else got going on, on social media. Of course, social media and like you know, kids really don't think of this, but like social media is really somebody's highlight tape, you know what I mean? Yep. Nobody ain't gonna post, you know, the low things or the low lights, you know what I mean, going on in, in their life. So like, you know, everybody sees that. So it's a lot of distractions going on. Um and um in this young world, you know what I mean? So like in the book, I give them 12 rounds or really 12 lessons of footholds or something that I've that I've been through. And like, you know, just like most kids, how most kids think, or uh, this is how I was think when I was a kid. Um, let's say per se, my mom would be like, Hey, don't do this because um this is how it happens, you know what I mean? Blah blah blah. Yeah. And I'd be like, I'm like, man, first off, I'm like, what do you know? Cause you know what I mean? Like, first off, we don't even do that. What you're talking about, what you told me not to do, we don't even do that no more. You know what I mean? Yeah, <laughs> for sure. Yeah, so like, <laughs> let me tell you that. And then uh, uh, and I'll be like, yeah, you know what I mean? But like, this is exactly how it's going to happen. You know what I mean? And I'll go in and do it. And then I still, hey, what she said was going to happen still does end up happening, even though we didn't do what the hell we, I, you know what I mean? Of what, course. What she said we was going to do. You know what I mean? And I'd be like, damn. You know, you, you, <laughs> I have a 14 year old, so I know that like, like I, I see the things that she's doing and I'm like, listen, I'm not telling you this because I'm trying to be a jerk I'm telling yeah. you this. Cause I know, <laughs> I, yeah. I know exactly what you're doing. I did the same thing. Like it might be different, but it's the same. <laughs> so, yeah. So it, like, it why? Be different essentially, but the same thing is going to happen. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Same principle, yeah. same principles here. So, you know, I'll give them, I'll give them lessons like that. And then um, I'll tell them, like, I'll literally tell them, like, what the hell I went through. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah like, this, this is what happened to me. So, like, you know what I mean? Then I'll give them a little workshop um, at the end of the, at the end of the chapter to see, um, to really uh, apply what they learned, you know what I mean? Or to at least think about it, you know yeah. what I mean? To, you know, to be able to regurgitate it and stuff like that. And, you know, there's other chapters and stuff of, like, just similar things that, like, you know, that happened to... To the youth around here, like I remember one time, like this is one of the chapters. I remember um, when I first graduated high school, and you know when you graduate high school, everybody everybody wanted to party. Yeah, you know what I mean. Yeah, you know I wanted to party too. You know what I'm saying? But you know I can't go partying with all my graduation money. So you know I try to go. I stop by the ATM like a responsible high school student. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. Hey, I'm not going to blow it all at this party. So, you know, I stop and I put the, I'm trying to deposit um my, um my graduation money. But like when I pull up, I noticed like the ATM, the ATM glasses look like cracked. So I'm like, but it's not the first time I've seen it cracked. So I'm like, I, I ain't thinking of it. I ain't thinking anything of it. So I, I go to deposit my money, but the ATMs act weird. For some reason, my money actually gets halfway stuck into the ATM. Oh, you no. know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, so I'm like to the point where it's like I literally had to yank my money out, almost ripped all my graduation money that I almost got. I yeah. yanked my money out, reset the ATM, and put my money back in. You know what I mean? The ATM still acting weird, and so I called my mom and stuff because I ended up getting locked out of my car somehow. 
You know what I mean? That was a great day. <laughs> yeah, and I'm like, bro, I'm locked out my car. I'm trying to go to this party. ATM acting weird. So I'm on the phone with my mom, and all of a sudden, I see the police pull up. And I'm like, all right, mom, I'm going to call you back. Well, hold on. I'm going to give you a – yeah, I'm going to give you a call back. Police is here. I'm going to just ask them – let me in my to help me get inside my car because you know what I mean. Like I was asking you to bring um the keys over, um to bring my spare key. But I was like, no, nah, the police is here. You know, maybe they can help me. And my mom was like, well, since I'm already like three minutes away, I'm just going to keep on coming anyways. You know, I might as well yeah. meet you. You know what I mean? Make sure you're good. So you know, I hang up the phone for. I talk to the police officer. They automatically get on the speakers and telling me to get on the ground. They say get on the ground. I'm like, you know, what I mean? I'm confused. Like you know what's going on. You know what I mean? Yeah. They tell me. So it goes back to where the glass was cracked at the yeah. ATM, right? Yeah. So um, apparently somebody had just tried to break into the ATM right before I got there. So, <laughs> so like, I'm just trying to deposit my money, man. Yeah. So yeah. Like, I get there. They tell me to sit on the ground. They're like, no, you broke into the ATM. So, that, you know, next thing you know, there's like 10 police cars. I'm surrounded. They got me on the ground. They told me I broke into the ATM. And I'm like telling them, like, no, 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 no. This is a misunderstanding. I'm locked out my car. I just graduated from high school today. Like, really, like, just like a couple hours ago, like an hour ago. I'm like, yeah. man, I'm just trying to deposit my money. So, like, you know, they, they, they finally, eventually, they asked for my name, asked for my ID and stuff like that. They see my last name. And they're like, oh, okay. <laughs> they're like, <man>. oh, damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, hey, he, obviously, he's not the one trying to rob the bank, you know yeah. what I mean? So they're, like, asking me, like, you know, what I'm doing and stuff like that and what happened. And then I have to, like, tell them, like, yeah, I deposited my money, blah, blah, blah. They went to the trash. They ended up finding my receipt. And it was, like, pretty much just gave me the old dust off. And it was like, hey, you know, my bad. You know yeah. what I mean? Um, in this time, you know, did your mom roll up while while this was yeah, going yeah. on? <laughs> yeah, my mom rolled up. My mom rolled up like pretty much like towards like towards like the end or like you know what I mean. But like pretty much like the whole lesson from it was like you know you just gotta be respectful to the to the people around you and stuff like mm -hmm. that and stuff like um because like I could have came out the wrong way and just could have came off like you know like you know the trend nowadays is kind of like fuck the police yeah you know you know so like I could have came off like that and. Shoot, I could have been on the news. You yeah. know what I mean? Because no, for like, sure. yeah, because you get what you look for. You know what I mean? Yeah. Um, with retaliation and stuff like that. But like, you know, it's just really it's just keeping a calm mind and just being respectful to um to the people around you can really just take you a long way. Yeah. You know. And so, and it sounds but, like you were and and it obviously sounds like you were raised that way to be like, hey, respect everybody. You know, from what you said, from you know going in and practicing at the police you know at the you know working with boys and girls club and working with people who you know may not have it the way that you have it and just kind of getting on their level it sounds like you've always been taught to kind of have that same respect yeah i feel like i honestly had the experience of like you know i feel like i've had experience of like a, a thousand lifestyles you know what i mean yeah honestly um like um and honestly like what's the point to be just like this is like firsthand, like how I feel about things. Like, what's the point to be disrespectful to somebody? Because, like, in, especially in this world that we are in today, yeah, you know what I mean. You, you don't really know what. Might just, yeah, yeah, you you really might just say something wrong to the wrong person at the specific wrong moment in their life, and you really can mess up other people's lives around you. Yep. To be honest, you know what I mean. And like, you know what I mean. Like, and like you said. One thing could really change somebody's day, you know, whether you used to saying something positive, speaking something positive to your life 
could really like change somebody's day just like speaking something negative to somebody's life really can make them go over the edge yeah and you know what i mean like and we don't want that in any type of way where our fashion and like because i feel like um like one thing i really i feel like i am uh i really do stand strong with and that's mental health you yeah. know what i mean because there's a lot of things you know what i mean and you really can't really for so really just put it on you know people's lifestyles and stuff like that because you know what i mean just because you may have a house you may have a big house and all this money and stuff like that doesn't necessarily mean that you're going to be happy you know what i mean oh for just because you yeah because you know what i mean just because you're poor and stuff like that or you may not have everything that you need doesn't mean that you have to be depressed either or sad either because you know you see some poor people or come up in poor countries and they're like the most joviest most happiest people because literally will give you the shirt off their back they don't they don't have anything but they'll still give you yeah yeah still give you the shirt off your back because like they have a different concept of what it means to to be happy and you know and be fulfilled and stuff like that and um it's not easy for everybody to find in their everyday lives to feel satisfied and fulfilled within themselves because they're constantly pleasing other people around them yeah you know what i mean well and look at all the look at all the celebrities that are you know taking their own life and you're like you you have everything you you know you're a millionaire you're a celebrity you're famous you got all this stuff and you yeah you never know what somebody's going through never know what somebody's going through so like i feel like you know that's the most biggest thing biggest purpose of the book you know what i mean to find find those things and learn from those things so you don't have to fall in the general footholds and and really just go through the same you don't have to go through the same shit somebody else that that somebody else has went through especially if they're telling you you know what i mean yeah and you know just have a fine understanding of yourself and just kind of have like a a little head start in life you know not even head not even a head start in life but at least you have like a a syllabus to like at least to get you like you know through your opening steps at least to like get you within your mind to know it's one thing it's one thing i'm really glad about what happened to me you know what i mean going into um graduating high school at least i had boxing you know what i mean because i knew in ninth grade i knew i had to start focusing on something because in high school they got four years of they got four years of high school basketball football whatever and then like if they're good enough at that or they really not even good enough in my eyes if they invested enough time into that sport you know what i mean because you really don't got to be too good to go to the next level you just got to be you just got to be committed and disciplined to make it to the next level and they put in those four years and they're that committed and disciplined to what they did within those four years they automatically get into college yeah and then they got another four years and then they could possibly go to the next level you know what i mean but with boxing like, you know, I put four years in and like, you know, what's that four years going to get me? You know what I mean? I'm not going to get no scholarship to college. You know what I mean? Like, um, it's not necessarily going to take me to the next level. But like, I had something within my mind, a goal within my mind to take me through my four years through high school. You know what I mean? To keep me focused, you know? And one thing about the footballs and the basketballs and the tracks and the wrestlings about them, because like, I have plenty of friends who did all those sports with um, those sports too. But like, Boxing's year round. Yeah. You know what I mean? So that literally kept me focused throughout the whole year. You know what I mean? Whether it was summer, spring, prom, yeah, and stuff like that. I had to I had to go to practice every single day. And it's one of those things you always have to be ready. Yeah. Because if if something falls through with somebody else somebody else's fight and they're like, Hey, you wanna you wanna jump in? (laughs) Yeah, especially as an amateur, because like with amateurs, 
you know, we fight like, I was fighting like probably like once a month, you know what I mean? And then if I was going to tournaments, I'd be fighting like, like three times within that week, four times within that week, back wow. to back to back. Yeah. So, yeah. you know, you got to be in shape for that and stuff like that. But like, but really it's just, it's just kept me out of a lot of trouble and stuff like that. And like, I remember, um, my senior year, I, I was like mad nervous because like, you know, everybody's applying for colleges. Everybody's got getting accepted, you know what I mean? Like getting scholarships and stuff. I didn't you know what I mean. I didn't play any sports in um, high school. I wasn't getting no scholarships. I wasn't sure what college I wanted to go to and stuff like that, but I knew I wanted to box, you know what I mean? And yeah. like, I'd be in class and they'd be telling me, they'd be talking to us and like, I'd be like, man, what am I going to ever going to use this Pythagorean theorem? <laughs> but you know what I mean? Like, you know, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because like I'm like thinking I'm gonna be boxing. I ain't gonna yeah. be using no vacuum theorem in the ring, but I'm gonna use geometry to get around the get around those shots. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah, I'm like only thing I'm gonna need is addition and subtraction and multiplication <laughs> for my money. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, but um, you know, it's just doing all that and stuff like that. And my friends that be doing those seasonal sports, like they, I, I got to see them have fun. Cause they're seasonal sports, you know what I mean? They're only busy for about like two months, three months at the time. And then the rest of the year, they bullshitting, you know what I mean? They get to party, they doing drugs, they smoking, they drinking. Yep. And like hanging out with the, with the girls and stuff like that. And like, that's honestly the things that boxing really kept me out of. Like I'd be boxing so much. I remember my best friend would tell me, he'd be like, he'd be like, yeah, I didn't get to hang out with my boy for a whole half year because he, that's how much he'd be training and fighting. He'd be like, he'd be like, we only see him at school and then his mom would pick him up from school and he'd going straight to practice. But like really got to getting the miss out on all those type of things really kind of got me to where I'm at today. Cause I remember, um, I remember when I first turned pro and it was my first fight and I look back it's like my whole life flashed before my eyes. You know what I mean? Like I'm in the ring because I fight in the, I fight in the MGM Grand on the Canelo um, Alvarez undercard. So like yeah. that's like a big stage to oh, be yeah. on even for your first fight. You know what I mean? So I'm like, I'm like thinking like I look out and I see everybody looking at me, like all the fans looking at me and stuff like that. And I remember myself being in those very seats, looking into looking at looking at the fighters too. And I was yeah. like, dang, like what all led me to get to this point right here. And I like seeing everything I went through through high school, all the proms I missed, all the time, all the girls I liked, you know what I mean? Like, you know what I mean? Like, I remember one time I had this one girlfriend, not this one girlfriend. I came and called my girlfriend. I <laughs> dated her for one day, for one day. And I went to, I went to practice and I lost her. I lost her because I went to practice. Like literally, like, you know what I mean? I got broke up with because I went to practice. Yeah. And I, and you know, when you in high school and stuff like that, and like, you know, that's like a big deal. You oh, know yeah. what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. like the whole time you like thinking like, bro, I really just, I lost my girlfriend because I went to practice. Am I doing the right thing? Like, uh, you know what I mean? Like all them thoughts and stuff like that. <laughs> Dude, that, like, that happened to me when I was that happened to me when I was fifteen. I went on Christmas vacation. Like I was I was kind of like you know I was kind of seeing this girl like just you, you know we just liked each other. I went on yeah. I went to Christmas vacation. I came back. She was dating somebody else. I was like, oh, yeah, damn. I went to I went to practice. <laughs> I went to practice and I came back and she was with my best. She was with one of my boys, <laughs> and I was like, yeah. "Dang!" I'm like, "Man!" But like, you know, thinking back and missing out all those opportunities and stuff like that, I would not trade that for anything in the world because, like, you know, I think I look not even like 
compare myself to anybody else, but like I worked at Chick Fil A before, and I worked at Willie's. You know, that's like a Chipotle type deal. Sure. And I, I honestly did not like working for other people, and like I'd rather. I'm so blessed for this to be my job and I can go and train and just focus on boxing and just it be that than it being something else. Like I could have went to, I could have went to school. I could have, I could have even tried to play football, you know what I mean? And I could have got to the college football and then tanked in college, you know what I mean? Yeah. And been working a regular job, you know what I mean? Like not saying there's nothing like against regular jobs, but like, I just couldn't, be in the office uh, you know what i mean like yeah i might have adhd you know what i mean <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like but oh, yeah. no nah, I, I just couldn't do it but like i was really glad at that point in time that i invested all my time into boxing you know what i mean like at the time i really it really wasn't making sense to me when i was in high school and i'm like dang i just want to hang out with my friends i just want to go to homecoming yeah i just want to go to prom just let me hang out with the boys yeah you know what i mean but well, um, well now when you now you know when you get to that point and you're holding that belt up yeah, and then you're you know like, I mean? you see what you missed. You see what you could have. You see who see who you could have been with. <laughs> yeah, like, that's why I went to practice, this... and you went and you know you you, you went with him. With you... Yeah, because like you know most of the um, most of everybody who I know um in high school who was all like you know doing those things, they're not doing what they was then. You yeah. know what I mean? Like a lot of people who you see playing on the football team, the basketball team. You know what I mean? Like. But I, I ain't gonna lie. At the same time, I still kind of knew I was still gonna make it professional or something. Because yeah. you know when you were, when you're a kid and you're on the football team, I remember this plain as day. And like the coach come out to do on the first day of practice, you'll be like, you'll be like a like 50, 50 kids, you know what I mean? He'll be like, all right, all out of all y'all kids, all 50 kids, he was like, I ain't gonna lie to you, I hate to tell you, but only two of y'all is gonna grow up and only two of y'all is gonna be professional athletes in the NFL. You know what I mean? You know, you know, you know, you know that. Oh yeah, thing. oh you know that drill, yeah. Yeah, and I'll be like, I'll be in the uh, in the goddamn crowd. Like, I look at everybody else. I look to my left, I look to my right. I'm like, yeah, he talk about y'all too. <laughs> y'all too for sure. Because I know I'm going somewhere, and I remember I used to always say that. I I didn't know I was I didn't know it was gonna be boxing. I really hey last really my last guess I thought it was gonna be boxing. You know what I mean? I thought yeah. it was gonna be an NFL Reggie Wayne type guy. You know what I mean? Gotcha. Well now <laughs> but, now, um, now you get to do the the uh the family legacy like John Jones. He's in the UFC oh, yeah. and his brothers are all in the NFL. Yeah, 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 because um oh no his brother's actually good too in the NFL. Oh yeah, um, oh, yeah. He plays for the Cardinals. Yep. Yeah. Um but no Elijah I think Elijah's gonna play this year though. Good. Um because he was about to play he was going to play last season, but um, where, you know where, Joe Mixon. Yeah, where did he play college ball? He played at UGA. Okay, that's what I thought. I, so, I ain't gonna lie, <laughs> he was the truth. Yeah, listen, I'm a Gator fan. <laughs> I'm a Gator fan. I know. <laughs> Y'all been whooping up on us for a few years. <laughs> it's it's been a while since we were good. <laughs> And, and that is crazy because I remember where uh, I remember when y'all was good. I was in middle school. Oh yeah, That's Tebow. Y'all had Tebow. Oh, don't say that name. Oh, <laughs> hey, y'all really, y'all really had the squad. Y'all had Tebow, Riley Cooper, Percy Harvin. Oh yeah. Um, Jeff. Um, Jeff. Was it Jeff Dumps? Yeah, Jeffrey Dumps. Yeah, um, yeah, Jeffrey Dumps. I think he might have been after. He might have been after. He he was a little bit after, but yeah. I know he was like mad fast. But yeah, Dumps, Harvin, uh, Tebow, we had um, had a gang of running backs too. Um, and then our oh, de- yeah. and then our defense, Brandon Sykes, Brandon Spikes, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It just dude, they were they were nasty. That team that team yeah. was ridiculous. I mean, 
we won't even talk about the tight end. <laughs> we'll, just, we'll just leave that one alone. Oh, <laughs> I forgot all about him. I was going to say we had straight-up killers on our on our roster, but that's the truth. No cap. <laughs> hey, truth be told, y'all did have true killers Dude. on the squad. Yeah, he was, that was, that's, you know, he was great when he was here, but not so much. But, uh, no, the uh, that team was just, that team was a monster. Um, and I had friends of mine who were Florida State fans were like, listen, I'll bet you, you know, I'll bet we'll get back to betting on the game, on the Florida Florida State game after yeah. Tebow's gone. I'm like, come on. He would, he would, he refused to bet me the, you know, the final two oh, years, Tebow. two years Tebow of Tebow. Was a boss. Oh, dude. Yeah. Too- but it's crazy now. Like, I don't know what's going on with Florida sports now because, like, now the Seminoles, Seminoles just like, fell off. Oh, yeah. Um, is my is my is my all right? No. Do you? <laughs> no. <laughs> no. <laughs> no, they're not. They're not okay. <laughs> the the be- when the two best teams in college football in Florida are UCF and USF, there's a problem. Oh yeah, you know, yeah, there is a problem. But uh, no, Florida hopefully will get back on track. I mean, they had Anthony Richardson. That dude could have been a beast. Um, he would have games where he was amazing, and then he would have games where he was just garbage. Uh, but they're saying he's going to be like the. They're going to say he's like the fourth best quarterback in the draft. So yeah, somebody you know somebody sees something. But um, man, hey, dude, thank you so much for coming on the show. I you know this has been a lot of fun, and I wanted to kind of give you an opportunity to you know tell everybody kind of where they can follow you, where they can find out your information for fights, like you know where you're going to be, um, all those things, and then of course how they can you know how they can get your book. Um, and you know, watch the documentary, dude. You're everywhere. <laughs> oh yeah, 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 yeah. I honestly forget I was part of that documentary, and like, the documentary really was a good experience, to be honest. You know what I mean? But like, that's hey, that's a once in a lifetime experience to have a camera crew follow you around like that. For sure. Yeah, and I not not honestly can like you know think about that, like thinking back on it. It's that was a good experience. You know what I mean? I wish I was able to. The only thing about the documentary is. I wish I was able to meet um, the other athletes on there. Yeah. But other than that, no, nothing I can complain about. You know, those are some really good people. And then, like, you know, and then the camera people themselves, they're actually were good, too, because, you know, like, we're not talking about, like, little small little camcorders. We're talking about, like, the big old TV. Oh, yeah. Big old TV ones. So, like, you know, you got to have some type of um some type of good smooth talk to make somebody to feel comfortable in front of that camera because, like, the first day they had me in front of it, I remember like just thinking like, I don't know how I would I'm gonna be able to do this because I feel so mad uncomfortable. Yeah. Whenever whenever we go anywhere, it's just big cameras following me, then I got everybody staring at me. But eventually, um talking to them is just getting um being able to make a relationship with everybody. Um you're it's not it's at that point, it's not even a camera no more. You're yeah. friends with the people behind the camera at this point. You're friends with the director and stuff like that. So you're it makes it easier to be able to be yourself and stuff like that. Yeah. So like, yeah. So I was able to to learn everything from that and just be able to like, you know, just take what you want to what you can learn from that and just be able to apply it to the next thing. Cause now when I go through these other interviews for like, you know, like for like this and stuff like that, or like for say, um, on TV and stuff like that. I don't get as nervous, you know? Yeah. 
Well, and yeah. and that's the thing. It's like this whole podcast thing for me is just about like getting to know people and having cool conversations with cool people. Like that. Yeah. That literally is it, it. The the intro is dope conversations with with interesting people. Um, yeah. You know. So just you know, once you start getting to know people and kind of you know, okay, you break the ice and you're like, oh man, you know, okay, yeah, yeah we've got all these things in, in common, and, and that's the, the coolest thing is like getting to talk to so many different people. Some of like you that I've only met today. Um, yeah. and just kind of being able to kind of tell that story. So, man, I appreciate it. It's awesome. So tell people how they can follow you and like, and, oh, yeah. and, and get hooked up with you. Um, my Instagram is Evan Holyfield with an underscore at the end. Okay. Um, I pretty much post everything on there. Um, you can find fight news, everyday pictures. If you're cool enough, you may make it on the close friends. And you may actually see some crazy stuff. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Um, and then my Twitter is Chief Holy because you know it's just eleven of us, and yeah. someone had to be the chief. You know what <laughs> I mean? I, I, I'm not the oldest one, but you know, yeah, I could be the chief. Yeah. I could be the chief, but you're the one that can fight. Yeah, I'm definitely the one that can fight. You're like, hey, come at, come at me, let's go. <laughs> hey, come at me. Um, and then if you want to get the book, Twelve Rounds to Winning for the Youth, there's two ways to get that. You either can go into evanholyfield.com, no, evanholyfieldboxing.com. Okay. Or you can go into Amazon and you can just type it in and, you know, it'll pop up like that. Um, or really, if you want something special, you know what I mean? You can always hit me in DMs, you know what I mean? And ask for a special request and I can sign it for you. And gotcha. I can probably get it to you, you know what I mean? That's that's if you're really about it, you gotcha. know what I mean? Gotcha, man. And if you're it. lucky. Yeah. Yeah, and if you're lucky. Well, man. <laughs> but no, but you, but for you, I got you, though. You know All right, I, mean? I, I got you. you I'll, I'll, yeah. sh- I'll, I'll shoot you a DM. I'll, we'll, we'll, we'll hook up on there. <laughs> but, uh, right. man, dude, thank you so much for being on, on the show and, and coming on here. It's been a blast talking to you and kind of, you know, kind of seeing where you're at and where, where you're going. And I'm looking forward to seeing, the, you know, your career and everything that you're doing. And, uh, man, waiting for, waiting for you to hold up that belt. Yes, sir. I appreciate you. I appreciate the love and support. Absolutely. You've been listening to the Wex Appeal Podcast. Get connected by heading to Instagram, YouTube, and TikTok at Wex Appeal Podcast for more bonus buffoonery and to get the full Wex experience. Plus, make sure to subscribe on your podcast app today. Thanks for listening, and we'll see you next time for more barbells, beats, and buffoonery.